You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Posse of possibly pogoing possums, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 97, and of course, I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your barky arc of snarky marks and larks. I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Chris, you're back I'm, from Hawaii. I'm back from Hawaii. We had a we had a dolphin encounter. I touched a dolphin. <laughs> um just platonically. Okay. Yeah. Um, we we um <laughs> I think dolphin encounter does conjure non-platonic contact. Yeah, it's like I don't. Yeah, no, 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 not the kind like a casual encounter with a dolphin. Right, right, right. A lifetime original movie touched by a dolphin. Yeah, and we went snorkeling. There's a bay where the coral reef gets really, really close to the shore. Oh, Hanama Bay. Hanama Bay, and all of the fish are super tame and they don't Mm -hmm. care that there's all hella people in the water. (laughs) Two days before we went there, there were many, many, many box jellyfish in the water and 50 people got stung (gasps) in one day. Oh my goodness. And then they closed it and then it opened back up when we went there and um, there were were zero jellyfish. The jellyfish had left, whether of their own volition or having been given a stern talking to or I don't know. (laughs) Do you know what else is in, in Honolulu, Hawaii? The offices of the Tetris Company oh. are in Honolulu. Wait, Tetris dun, Company, dun, 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 that Tetris, Tetris. Okay. yeah, yeah, that okay. Tetris. They're in Honolulu, and they still make Tetris games. In the no office, way. which we got to go visit, is the original old Russian computer that the original version of Tetris was developed on. Did you just freak out? Oh, Geek out? Uh, a little. It was a small office. Did I didn't want to cause it any damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just start crying. I knew, and I like knew it was there. The I knew what I was going to be okay. seeing. It was All pretty right. amazing. It was like making a pilgrimage to the weeping wall or something. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's a big deal. It was you, a big deal. You write a wish on a piece of paper and you, you put stick it in, it in the computer. You fold it into a shape. You fold it into an L shape. Yeah. In the disk drive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, forgot to do that. <laughs> anyway, you know what going to some exotic location means on Good Job Brain, because I have a plate here. Mystery candy. Mystery Hawaii candy. Hawaii. What could be under this thing? <laughs> it will not be. I don't think it will be as bad as Sweden. It will be slightly different, though, than, than Sweden. I really so, taste yeah. the box jellyfish. So I, <laughs> I can't feel my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're close. No, so we oh. went to... um. I mean, I, I was thinking, like, okay, well, I've got to bring back some, like, traditional Hawaiian candy. So we went to this little store that they have on Oahu called Walmart. And <laughs> okay. as it turns Exotic. out, as it turns out, the candy they eat in Hawaii is pretty much the candy that we eat here. Oh. So it was actually a little difficult to find something weird. But we did go into, like, this gourmet candy store. I mean, everything else was just, like, macadamia nut-covered chocolates. Yeah. yeah. But this is the weirdest thing. Okay. okay. Uh, whoever feels bravest can remove the lid here. <gasps> Karen is going to do it. It's a crab. Dun, 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 oh. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. What do you think it is? So it looks like these uh, beige white shreds, like long, probably two inches long shreds. Mm -hmm. One end is dipped in chocolate. So it looks like a jellyfish. I bet it is dried squid covered in chocolate. What a mean prank he would be playing That's on us. That's what it looks like, or cuttlefish. Uh-huh. Colin is correct. It is cuttlefish. Co- no, you have to. You have to. It's, oh, these geez. are the rules. It smells like I fish. Don't want to. Oh, no. I wow, don't we found want the. To. Wow. Colin, so far, and good job, Brain. Colin has eaten A, 
uh, gum, gum, gum that is almost older than he is. <laughs> uh, B, those crazy Swedish candies. But this is it, huh? That's where I draw the line. Wow. I have, like I, I, have a, I have a hard time with like the squid and cuttlefish and okay. that just in that family. I'm, yeah, still, it's, I'm just going for it. So feel, feel free to go for it. openly mock me. It's really hard to the chocolate even eat it. Because they're large. You know? have, you, have you had this? No. You God, haven't eaten no, it. This looks crazy. This, this is part of the good job brain tradition. You buy candy that you won't eat, but you make <laughs> yes! us eat. Karen wow. ate it. She did it. It's very Asian. <laughs> you can smell it pretty strongly in the room right now. It's not bad, but I'm probably not going to eat anymore. How about that? Carol likes it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Karen. oh right. Karen likes it. She likes it. <laughs> Look at her. Hey, She's Mikey. like... God, I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> chocolate and fish. You got your chocolate in my fish. <laughs> your fish in my chocolate. That's right. Let's separate them and never talk <laughs> about it again. Yeah. One great and one mediocre taste together. <laughs> right. A little bit more housekeeping. We have our usual correction or addendum segment called... Um, Actually, <laughs> we have an um, actually, a lot of people wrote in last episode, we shared a Lope Trotter tidbit. We explained on the show, We Below is actually a portmanteau of We Be Loyal. But there's a little bit more information to that. So We Below actually does stand for We Be Loyal, but We Be Loyal is a shortened version <laughs> of We'll Be Loyal Scouts. And so the correct term is We Belos. Mm. It, that is mm. the singular and plural version. Mm-hmm. And here's a fun fact, actually. Uh, Weebelos originally stood for wolf, bear, lion, and scout. Huh. The three Cub Scout ranks, lion is now obsolete. Oh. And the first Boy Scout rank. And so there is a bit of a backronym or a retcon of what Weebelos stood for now that lion is obsolete. So, so thank you, uh, Christopher McBride and others who have written in to give us a little bit more info hmm. on Weebelos. Cool. Thanks. All right, everybody, time for our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And here in my hand, I have a random Trivial Pursuit card, and you guys have your barnyard buzzers. Let's start the show with answering some questions. Here we go. Blue Wedge for Geography. What Las Vegas casino is named for an Egyptian temple? Oh. Everybody. Luxor. Luxor. It is the pyramid-shaped casino yes. and hotel. <laughs> Funny enough, we will be heading to Las Vegas. What? This weekend. Yeah. yeah. This coming oh, week. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 For soon. We're doing our special uh, pre-100 special Vegas topic show. And we're also having a fan meetup. So if you're in the area and uh, you're interested in our meetup info, you can check out the site for some more uh, RSVP info and where it is and when it is. And it's the Saturday. And uh, hopefully we'll see some of you guys there. And uh, we'll awkwardly talk about trivia. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite trivia? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be if you have a bunch of trivia geeks in a room. would be like, the gin and tonic. Did you know that tonic used to be? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll yeah, yep. you there. Yeah, <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> Okay, pink wedge for pop culture. What kind of dance originated with clowns dancing to hip-hop music at Los Angeles birthday parties? Anyone knows this? Is this crumping? It is Ah. crumping. Crumping. Sounds like it hurts to It's kind of a violent dance. Oh, yeah. Lots of, like, jerky movements and stuff. Yeah. A lot of core work. Uh, Okay, yellow wedge. What did the first Vatican Council declare the Pope to be? 
uh, Colin. Uh, I'm guessing uh, the infallibility? Is that what they're getting at? Yes. Okay. okay. Infallible. Okay. Right, right, right. Huh. I don't know what that means at all. It means that it basically, if, if, if the Pope it, says the Pope, it, yeah, that's that's then, the word. That's, right. Yeah. Right. Right. So if the Pope, if the Pope puts fifty dollars under the free parking space, <laughs> then <laughs> there's fifty dollars under the free parking space. You can't. Is that official or not? Official? No, it's not official. It's Do not you put official. Put money on free parking. No, it's not in the rules at all. Yeah. People just made that. up. I hate playing that way. Are you talking what? about Monopoly? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's take a game that's already super long and find a way to make it last even longer. Right. 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 I like it. I don't like it. I'm a, I'm a purist. All right. <laughs> this is what things to look forward to on Saturday in Vegas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lots of pedantic arguing. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> potato, potato, let's fight about it forever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. What uh, are we? Where, oh, where is this still we? the Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> okay. Purple Wedge, in the sound of music. Which is not one of Maria's favorite things. Oh, All right. Okay. Multiple choice. Okay. All right. Strudel, packages, tea, or snowflakes? Mm. It is Chris. 100% final answer, Regis. Tea. Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. Brown, yeah. brown paper packages. You just tied up with strings. Snowflakes that stay on your nose and eyelashes. Chris, apple strudels. Chris, it's mm. strudels. Yeah. And then yep. da 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 schnitzel with noodles. Yep. Right. Tea does come up in one of their songs. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. But yes. not yeah. that one. Not tea, that one. Tea, I drink a jam and bread. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Green wedge for science. According to the CDC, which I think Center, Center for, for Disease, disease Control. Control. Actual oh, oh, really? Centers for Disease Control. Oh, oh okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Speaking of... Because uh, there's multiple. Pedantry. Dr. Yes. Pedanto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's their superpower. <laughs> All right. According to the Centers of Disease and Control for Disease and Control. CDC. In, in 2007, what percentage of U.S. high school students had had sexual intercourse. Multiple oh, choice. Okay. 38%, 48%, or 58%. It's back in 2007. Dana. Mm, 38%. Incorrect. Oh. Colin. 58%. No, it's 48 Oh, okay. It's always the middle one. Always the middle one. <laughs> Jeez, maybe, kids. Maybe getting a little know. racy here on Sugar yeah. Pursuit. No. Yeah. All right, last question on this card, Orange Wedge. What signature two-word phrase did Philadelphia Phillies broadcaster Harry Callis, Callis use to call a home run? K-A-L-A-S. Two-word. Signature two-word phrase, phrase. Uh, for a home run. Oh, this Dana. is not going to be right. Grand Slam? No. That's no. a different thing. That's a thing yeah. That yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're all loaded, yeah. Um, uh, hmm. It's... Out of here. Out of here. Yes. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Out of here? Out of here. Out of here. Because out of is instead of out of. Right, yeah, right. Out of here. Yeah, it's one word. Yeah, okay. All right. There you go. Another weird question. Yeah, it is. All right, good job, Brains. So this week, this is the first time we're doing this. We've never done a non-theme episode. Right. Other than our all-quiz episode. Mm -hmm. This week, we decided to do Bring Your Own Topic, BYOT. We all picked our own topics, and we're going to talk about it. I have no idea what other people are doing, so Mm -hmm. this will be quite the surprise. Right. So it's Bring Your Own Topic Day! And if you don't like it, we'll never do it again. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh. (laughs) Let's invite people to criticize (laughs) this show. It's your your thing. Do what you want to do now. 
news, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in all seriousness, we are very happy to announce that this past Thursday, uh, we attended the Stitcher Podcast Awards, and believe it or not, largely thanks to you, our listeners, we came away winners in our category. I still don't mm. believe it. I, I know. Believe it. Our I listeners know. are amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it was great. We were up against some very good competition uh, mm-hmm. in our category, mm-hmm. Games and Hobbies. We ended up walking away with the trophy. It was so great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, you guys. That was awesome. Everybody who voted, everybody who listened to the podcast through Stitcher, I mean, that was that yeah. was great. That was all clutch. We, we could not have done oh, it without man. you guys. Like, I, I really want to stress, we feel so great about yeah. it. So I've had award shows on the brain for the last few days. Yeah. Uh, and since yeah. this is Bring Your Own Topic, I figured I was going to talk about some... Uh, Good, good ground for trivia fodder, which is award shows. Oh, okay. mm. And we definitely, you know, these, these questions come up a lot, you know, years, what came first, what do things stand for, all Who's that. Who's the only person? Who's the only, yeah. right, right, right. Rather than focusing on the winners, I have some ah. questions for you guys and a little bit of trivia about the award shows. Sure. Oh, okay. And, okay. Yeah. I losers. losers. Yeah. yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> In particular, sort of the four big ones, the four big awards shows, uh, which are, (laughs) right, right. We got got, the Oscars, the Tonys, Mm -hmm. the Emmys, and the Grammys, Mm -hmm. which are in in order for uh, for motion pictures, for stage productions, for TV, and for music. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And they do call it the EGOT if you have all four of them. Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. Watch watch the Oscars this year because uh, Robert Lopez, who did the soundtrack for um, Frozen, Disney's Frozen, Oh. Is if he gets the Oscar, will he will have the EGOT? Really? Ah. Yeah, because he he has and he has an Emmy. He has a Tony for uh you know I think Avenue Q was his Tony or Book of Mormon because he did both of those. Wow. Uh, and he has a Grammy uh, for one of his soundtrack albums. So it's an exclusive. He could club. do it. It yeah. really is. It really yeah. is. I believe I believe Whoopi, Mel Brooks is in there. Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg yeah. is an EGOT. Yeah. 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 So of the four major award shows here. I want you guys to, you can do this collectively. Okay, I want okay. you to list them for me in terms of oldest to most recent. Okay. So Oscars, Tonys, Emmys, Grammys. I want you to put them in order from oldest oh, man. to newest. And talk it out, you guys. Yeah, well, okay, okay. So I think the Grammys are older than because it's the song. Oscar. You're right, because it's recorded music. I, I would think Emmys is the last one. Yeah, I, TV. I agree. It's Emmys, most, yeah. Emmys, Emmys has got to be last, unless there's something weird happening that I don't know Maybe about. Maybe something with the Tonys, and like so, they didn't give awards. So or if something. it were yeah. me, I would say I'm going to go with Tony, Grammy, Oscar, Emmy. I'm going to go with Tony, Oscars, Grammy, and then Emmy. I am going to abstain. (laughs) (laughs) Pass. Uh, You guys are actually not close at all. Wow. Um, Yeah. Really? The Oscars, uh, by a fairly wide margin, are in fact the oldest. Oh, okay. So movies. The first Oscars were given out in 1929. Okay. Tonys are next. Mm -hmm. The Tonys, first awarded in 1947. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Emmys, next. The Emmys, close after the Tonys. The first Emmys were given out in 1949. Okay. And I agree with you. It does seem a little counterintuitive. Yeah, you know what it is? It's that they they started awarding themselves before 
before they really became like Enough big mainstream things, those shows were not only to like recognize what they were doing, but also to like puff themselves up a little absolutely. bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There's a lot of self-congratulatory nature of these things. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and then the Grammys are in fact the most recent. The yeah. Grammys have been given wow. out since 1959. Huh. And I yeah. think we had this question at Pub Quiz yeah, not too did. long ago is which is older, Emmys or Grammys? And we got it wrong then too. That's what okay. I thought. And then I got confused. I was like, I guess maybe they're old, right. but. Okay. All right. So uh, let's try and climb back out of that wreckage of the timeline. Uh, (laughs) um, As you guys probably know, uh, those are sort of the colloquial names, generally speaking, for the awards. Ah, yes. So my next challenge for you guys is uh, let's let's get to where these names come from. So we can do it in any order. I I think probably the easiest one would be the Grammys. The gramophone. That's right. Right. Oh! You just got that? The word you just got Grammy. is a gramophone, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I thought it was named after someone's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> no, as Dana, you're absolutely right. The, uh-huh. the award is shaped like a little gramophone, and yeah. they they are, the official name is the Gramophone Awards originally. I feel like I should yeah. throw eggs on myself. Oh, uh, I have some. No, okay, let's let's quit shaming people for being wrong. This is okay. the right. thing yeah. in knowledge. Yeah. Oscars. Let's raise each other. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Grammys are the Gramophone Awards. Do you guys know where where did the Tony Awards? It's where named the, after it's, Anthony somebody. No, I think it's yeah. named after Antonia somebody. Oh, you guys are so close. Yeah, the, the full official name is the Antoinette Perry yes, yes. Award for uh-huh. Excellence in Theater. Yeah, I knew it was a woman. Antoinette Perry was uh, an actress and a director. Uh, more to the point, she was a co-founder of the American Theater Wing, which oh, okay. is one of the organizations that, that jointly gives out the Tony Awards. <laughs> and she actually died the year before the first Tony Awards were given out. Oh, no! So they were really named as a, as oh. a way of honoring her and her place. Right. So what have you guys maybe heard about where the Oscars name comes from? You ever heard any stories about this one? Not a gosh darn thing. It's actually kind of disputed. Oh. They, they don't really, really know for sure. There are a few common stories told like about who this. Was the Oscar? I had always heard this story that uh, originally one of the uh, members of the Academy, the executive secretary actually, commented that the statue, oh, it looks like my Uncle Oscar. It kind of stuck from there and a newspaper columnist sort of spread it from there. Eh, uh-huh. maybe. Uh, there's another story that Betty Davis, famous actress, uh, that she named it after her husband, uh, Harmon Oscar Nelson, mm, possibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there were some other uh, people who theorized that it was named after Oscar Wilde, uh, oh, which okay. seems maybe a little strange given that he's an Irish playwright and yeah. he's not yeah. really connected with the American film industry. Mm-hmm. Perhaps unsatisfactory answer is we don't really know why oh, it's dang. called the Oscar. Emmy? And Emmy. Emmy. Anyone? Any guesses? This one is really obscure. Oh, well then, let's not oh. even try. I was, like, I was like, maybe it's not actually anything that begins with an E. It's like the, how you spell the word M. The medium. Oh. Whatever it's something. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Emmy is the only one that is not a nickname. It's not a shortening for anything. They've oh. been called, they are the Emmy Awards. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but where does Emmy come from? Uh, so when they originally were trying to come up with a name for, hey, we have this award, what are we going to call it? Uh, they, they were sort of latching on to naming it after technology in the industry. So the original name they proposed was the Ike. I-K-E, which was short for the Iconoscope Tube, which was a, a popular tube in the sure, time. Yeah. Um, but they started, and they're like, no, we can't call it the Ike because... Mm-hmm. 
this very famous World War II hero, Dwight yeah. Eisenhower. That was his nickname, Ike. Ah. Obviously, he, of course, went on to become president. So they wanted something that wasn't going to uh, be associated with him. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, oh, okay, no. We'll call it the <laughs> Emmy. I-M-M-Y, which was short for the Image Orthicon Tube, uh, which was a early video tube used in cameras. Mm. And I think they wisely decided, you know what, let's let's humanize it a little bit more. Uh And so they they did. They feminized it and changed it from Emmy to To Emmy. Emmy. Yes. So it means nothing. It doesn't really mean anything. Right. But the root was Emmy. Emmy. And it is a statue of a a female figure holding up an atom. So, you know, you could could sort of retroactively say that she... Is Emmy. Yeah, so that is the origin and timeline huh. of the four uh, major of the EGOTs. Uh, and let me just lastly, I'll close with one little fun uh, Oscar tidbit for you guys. Did you know that you are not legally allowed to sell an Academy Award? Oh, if really? you win one, you buy, it is part of the legally binding agreement of if you accept the Academy Award and mm-hmm. Oscar, you cannot sell this. Why and- would you want to sell it? To money make, to make money, yeah. And so, who sometimes... wants to buy it when you didn't win it? Because it's cool. Oh, yeah. people would no, not no. People would buy. Yeah. It. Well, yeah. now here, so so, so sure. Strict, yeah. Strictly speaking, if you if you have an Academy Award and you want to sell it, you are obligated to offer to sell it to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for one dollar. And they, of course, will buy it from you yeah. uh, before you can put it out on the open market. And if you if you don't agree to those terms, you don't actually get the statue. And part of the reason that this uh, this policy has been in place since 1950 uh, because there were some of the early Academy Awards that ended up on the open market, and yeah. they didn't they felt it kind of trivialized it and cheapened yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So Karen, you ask who would want to buy an Academy Award? Mm-hmm. Uh, the record Orson Welles's Academy Award that he won in 1941 for screenplay for Citizen Kane sold at auction. For eight hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars, and I'm guessing that it passed to a descendant of his who was not not legally bound by those terms and could sell it. There was a there was a fight actually. There was a court fight between really? his uh, yeah between his descendants and the Academy. Huh. Um, so yeah, I mean Academy Awards that predate 1950 are sort of in that gray area. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so for my bring your own topic topic, I chose immortality. Oh. <laughs> I, so later on, I have a quiz for you guys about immortality stuff. And there was one fact that came up and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I will tell you about an immortal animal. No. There is an animal that can live <laughs> biologically forever. Biologically, so I have to qualify it. That is, you know, I don't know if this animal has a soul. If it's like it's immortal, so you know, I don't know. But but for sure, I can tell you. (laughs) But for sure, I can tell you. Biologically, it can live forever. It's it's a type of jellyfish. It can go backwards in its growth. It's like Benjamin Buttons, where it will, if it gets injured or it's starving or something like that, under really extreme circumstances, it'll become younger. Its cells become younger. They become different types of cells. And it will go all the way back to its basically egg state. You know, uh, I'm summarizing. And then it'll grow again. It'll, it'll regrow back through puberty back to adulthood oh my okay <laughs> yeah so it's, it's this little jellyfish called the uh, i'm gonna try to pronounce it the right. turtopsis domli uh yeah sure. sure it's found in the mediterranean and off the waters of japan it's about as wide as the human pinky um, when it's fully grown we're all looking at our pinkies. Yeah. 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 How wide is How that? How wide is the yeah. human pinky? It's pretty small. They've known about it since the 1800s, since 1883, but they didn't know that it could do this until the 90s. Mm. Now I'm curious what other things can do this, and we just don't realize. Oh, they, oh right, right. Oh, you know, right. Oh, my yeah. God. 
Right. Like, what um, if cats can do this and we're all just... Oh, we, just we're just being just, fools. It's just been the same cats yeah. this whole time. <laughs> so, I want to make it clear. These things can die. Like, they can die. They, they can, can be eaten. Eat. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're done. But right, if right, But right. if they just oh, get no, injured... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like... It's not like the fish eats them and then they just... They, they, they're immortal, so they kill the fish or whatever. Right. It's like, they can die. Yes. They're not they, that kind of immortal. No. Right. right. They right. can't die of old age. They're not invincible. Yeah. But if they're able to keep their cells, they can regenerate basically yeah. they go backwards in in their development and then they go back forwards right. in their development yeah It'd be cool if cats can do that and they can revert back to kittens oh my god wouldn't that be oh. it would, <laughs> that would be so weird that would be, that would be it's, cool. so the thing with this thing is like it goes backwards in its development so it loses its tentacles it loses like the dome it goes it changes its cells back into like the egg and sperm cells back into like the poly. It's it would not be nice to watch a kitten go back to fetal kitten. Like, <laughs> no, no, not, not that back, like, not that no. far back. Yeah. Like fuzzy cute so, kitten. So I don't think we get to pick and choose how far back we get to go. We're going for oh my God. I'm a little bit fuzzy on this. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a little bit fuzzy. It sounds like it goes back to its egg state and becomes a cluster of eggs. And then when it goes forward, it has created a bunch of copies of itself. Uh, like it's reproducing asexually. So, but they usually don't reproduce asexually. This is only if they triggered this extreme survival mode. When they do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a paradox, right? Like right. when is so much of the organism or whatever is replaced slowly? Like, is it still the same thing? Well, we're, uh, we, yeah. we are constantly getting replaced slowly, right? Like our cells die and then our body makes new ones. As time goes on, our body starts to lose the ability to make like You're good new me cells. Out. No. <laughs> If you want to get really freaked out, this is a solvable scientific problem. It's like a super hard problem, but like somebody at some point might figure it out. Like, oh, I know why our cells, as we get older, stop making better copies of ourselves. And here's a pill you can take. Yeah. And, oh. and now you're just immortal. Oh, how intense. Ooh, heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go. I thought right. that was very cool and weird, and it reminded me of um, the animal trivia that you like to give us, Karen. I, I, I love like, oh. Surprisingly, yeah. I actually for bring your own topic uh, today's episode, I actually did not choose an animal. <laughs> I want to talk about the smile. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Of smiling. Mm, okay. And uh, more specifically, the three important people behind the smile. Okay. What? Maybe you guys can guess. Like, who who would these three? What did these three people maybe do that Behind is important? The smile invented braces. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think that. Far. Are we talking about Leonardo da Vinci and the mysterious smile of the Mona Lisa? You know, I thought about I yeah. thought about Leonardo da Vinci. It is a very iconic smile, but yeah. something that more like impacts kind of everybody in the world. Oh, is it the smiley face? Yes. Ah. Well, ah. Let's, let me start off with Mr. Guillaume Duchesne, mm-hmm. who was a scientist during the mid-18th century. In his research, he identified there are two types of smiles. A Duchenne smile. The Duchenne smile. The yes. Duchenne smile yep. involves the contraction of two muscle groups. One is that it raises the corners of your mouth, uh-huh. so it becomes a smile, and... It raises the cheeks uh, and around your eyes. Yeah. So oh. your eyes get a little bit smizing. Smizing. This is how you know if somebody is smiling because right. they're happy to see you or smiling a fake smile. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Look at the so eyes. Look at the this eyes. This is the guy yep. who came up with figured the research and theory and, yeah. and figured out physiologically mm-hmm. what determines a fake smile 
and a real oh. smile, yep. a emotional, a genuine sign of emotion. Mm. And so a non-Duchenne smile or fake smile or sometimes called the Botox smile or sometimes called the Pan Am smile <laughs> is the, the fake polite yeah, smile. Hmm. And how you can tell between a fake and real one is you see if their eyes are engaged or yep. not. Registering. Yep. Hmm. Because we think of a smile as being the corners of your mouth turn up. Right. So when people want to fake a smile, they force their <laughs> mouth into a smile position. But the rest <laughs> of the face is... But the rest of the face, yeah, nobody's thinking about the eyes. Yeah. The funny thing is the two different types of smiles are actually controlled by two completely different parts of our brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the say cheese or the, the, the fake smile is controlled by a, the motor cortex. So it's just like, okay, I know I have to move my mouth into a smile. Here I go. And the Duchenne smile, the natural smile, is emotion-related and is controlled by the limbic system, which mm. is the emotional center of the brain. So that, So it's controlled by two mm. different parts of your brain, hence... You know, one naturally will squint your eyes because you're actually happy. And one yep. is just like, I'm telling my brain to curve my mouth because I need to <laughs> pretend to have a smile now. <laughs> so that's Guillaume Duchesne. Oh, yep. all right. And of course, the next guy I'm going to talk about is Mr. Harvey Ball. Harvey Ball, inventor of the classic yellow yep. smiley face yep. that you yep. see everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... The birth of the smiley face is kind of really a weird story. So what happened was, why did he get the the gig or how did he come up with this design? Actually, there is a company, State Mutual Life Assurance Company of Worcester, Massachusetts? Worcester. 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 They purchased Guarantee Mutual Company of Ohio. So it was a merger. And what happened was people weren't really happy about the merger who worked in the company and there was really low morale. So in order to solve this, they hired Harvey Ball as a freelance artist to create something that is cute and that could uplift people's morale. (laughs) Maybe like a smiley face, something to use as like tchotchkes, like a button or for Mm post-its or something. And Harvey Ball... Just took less than 10 minutes and drew eyes and a smile and be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. And the smiley face was born and this was putting out into buttons and it was given out to employees and actually did make a difference. People were huh. a little bit happier mm. and it's, yep. it's cute and it was really popular. And the people who worked in the company started giving these pins to other people and just kind of blew up. And, and, funny, what, and what year was this? This was 1963. Okay. However, Harvey Ball, I don't know if it's a however or not. I think it's a however. Uh, Harvey Ball never applied for a trademark. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he was paid less than $50 ah. uh, to come up with the design. It only took him a few minutes to do it. I know, it did. Yeah. <laughs> it seems also sarcastic. Like, if somebody's yeah. like, you know, we need to make our employees feel happy. Like, we should just, like, something cute. And you're, like, an artist, and you're like, here you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 50 bucks for, you know, yeah. two minutes of work. Sure. Like, yeah, great. The design we now see is trademarked. And it was trademarked by uh, a Frenchman. Franklin Lufrani, who used the image um, in news stories in his newspapers to signify this is a happy news story. Oh, and okay. he placed the trademark. Right. And you know, it's trademark. It's not a, he's not he's not claiming copyright. copyright. Saying, okay. I'm using this in my business to show you that it is my product. 
Yeah. Okay. His company now turns over a hundred million dollars a year yeah. for the smiley face and was actually in a copyright dispute with Walmart because remember Walmart yeah. was oh, using yeah. the smiley yeah, face yeah, yeah. for a long time. You know, Harvey Ball and his whole family, they never regretted the whole thing. They just thought it was fun, it was cool, and of course yeah. it took him ten minutes, but like he was just happy to to make the smiley face. Right. And that became huh. really popular. No regrets. And the last smile person is Scott Thalman. Uh here's a hint. He was a computer scientist at Carnegie Mellon University. What do you think his contribution to the smile was? He's a computer scientist. Computer scientist. Does Facial recognition, maybe, or something? That seems... He was the first person... Oh, oh, oh. Believed to be... Oh, okay. At an emoticon? Yes! Oh, okay. All Scott right, Fallman is credited originating the first smiley emoticon, which is colon, colon close dash, oh. close, oh. Uh, and then close parentheses. Colon dash, dash close has a nose. Oh, yeah. put a nose yeah. in. Okay. So he proposed the use of colon, dash, parentheses, and, and the sad face, too, because there's a Carnegie Mellon message board. And there's a lot of stuff going on, and this is in the 80s. And so he proposed, oh, let's use this to signify that this is a joke or this is a not joke. Mm. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, sense. you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's important. <laughs> and this was, this post was posted in 1982. It dates back that far long ago. Yeah. And of course, people might have used typography and used symbols to make art that looks like humans. Sure, or, sure. You know, they, they've done some stuff. But he is the one who we have a record of saying, Let's use this for this purpose. I remember being uh, like a child, like back in, I think we got our America Online account in 1993, you know, mm-hmm. so very early, early days. Didn't even have the World Wide Web at that point. And I remember like instant messaging with somebody else and they were like, you know, colon capital D. And I had to, I had to ask them like, what's, what's colon capital D? He's just yeah. like, it's a sideways smiley face. I'm like, I got really into the capital B and then the um, close parentheses. Oh, because sunglasses. Sunglasses. So cool. Yeah. It was real cool. Yeah. It was like, oh, cool. once I, man, once I discovered Japanese emoticons as oh a carrot underscore carrot, carrot and they, you could read them the right way, yeah. I, my life never was the same again. I feel like I saw somewhere, somewhere on the internet, of course, uh, that someone, <laughs> someone had dug up. I'm sure it was, it was like somebody like Victor Hugo or somebody way, way, way predating, like had done this on a typewriter or had uh, done it before. But, uh, but or, certainly it sounds or, like he was or, the first in the Or was community. it a hoax? I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, it's true. Actually, right. there, um, I think it was something relating to Lincoln in a, in a typed speech. There was a typo that had a semicolon and a closed parentheses. And they're like, oh, that's the first uh, winky uh, face. Right. And it's like, mm, is it? Is there it? was a yeah, like, there was an open parentheses in the beginning. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I think it was it's just a time a traveling emoticon. You know what they say: infinite Lincolns and infinite typewriters will eventually <laughs> produce a smiley face. Uh, yeah, as or the a old cool. saying goes. Yeah. Or a, or a yeah. sunglass smile. <laughs> it works with so many things. That's right. He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Be cool, guys. Yeah. You got to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the bee smiley face no, in a no, long time. No. I would think that's glasses. Like a nerd smile versus oh. a cool sunglass Aww. smile. <laughs> well, so there you go. The three very important guys. Uh, the Mount Rushmore of smile. Yeah, but only mm-hmm. three of them. I guess the other one can be Leonardo da Vinci for Mona Lisa. But, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, is she smizing? Can, is it she reaching is her eyes? She is definitely smizing, for well, sure. Then she's smiling, right? Yep. Well, it's yep. a real smile. All right, let's take a quick ad break. A word from our sponsor. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I went to Hawaii, as mm-hmm. we know. Yep. They have a lot of pineapples there. And we went to we went to the, the Dole Plantation. A lot of the pineapples that we eat now are actually not from Hawaii. Like they, used they don't to really be. they used to be, but they don't it's Hawaii doesn't even kind of rank at this point huh. on the mm. yeah, yeah. We went on this audio tour of this botanical gardens with little like audio tour things you hold up to your ears and they like cool. they barely yeah. work. Oh yeah. It was it was <laughs> it's a it capital was, B it was, smiley face. Right. <laughs> like, totally. <that's> <laughs> um my life is now trying to find things for good job brain. So I mean this this Aww. this like <laughs> rattling off of all this interesting trivia is like, oh and I'm like Honey, we got to do a segment on pineapples when I get back home. She's like, "Yeah, keep talking about work. <laughs> <laughs> on a honeymoon. <laughs> on our honeymoon." Yeah. <laughs> we were telling, you know, some of my relatives, like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna go to Hawaii. We're gonna go to the Dole Plantation." They were like, "Well, don't get hit on the head with a falling pineapple." And it's just like, you know, ah, right, right. Now, and they were just like, "No, do pineapples grow on trees." Now, I think as we discussed before, they they do not grow on trees. They just grow out of a plant, like in the ground. And so, but I did not really know a lot of factoids about like how that all works um, until we learned on this dull tour about the pineapple stuff. So the way that you grow a pineapple is you twist off the crown of a pine. So you need a pineapple. First, start with a pineapple. <laughs> okay. To okay. grow one pineapple, first start with one pineapple. <laughs> all right. Twist the crown off, the the part with all the leaves on the top. Okay. Uh-huh. You either you can cut it off, but they said it was better to twist it off because okay. huh. it leaves all the stuff there. And then you plant it. That's and it. You plant that. Well, that's not it. You plant it, <sighs> and you wait. You wait two years. Hmm. Nothing will happen for eighteen months to two years. Huh. And then after that long, long time, if it survives, yeah. Yeah, basically. A pineapple will start growing in the middle of the, oh, the crown one. that you planted. Just one. one. Holy crap. And so basically that pineapple, after 18 months to two years, that pineapple will be, will be ready. If you want to wait another year, you'll get another pineapple, but it'll be smaller and sweeter than the first one. Oh. And so generally what they do is they only grow two crops out of that pineapple. Sometimes they grow a third. And that means that plant will have been producing three pineapples in five years, oh basically. Oh, my God. Well, because the pineapples aren't as good the second, third time around. Mm. And then at the Dole Plantation, they if they do a third at that point, they pull them all up and they replant new pineapples. Uh, I had no idea. It was so intensive just for such a small reward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Well, that's why you got you have to plant 
tons and tons and tons of them because each plant is only just makes you're only going to get the one pineapple. Why are yeah. pineapples so cheap? They seem like they should be so expensive that it's so hard to make them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not you a put difficult it on a job, but they've, pizza, yeah. they have figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even I mean, even the like, local pizza place in Boston or whatever yeah. can put pineapples on their pizza. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, as it turns out, they're, they're not really hard to do. So you can actually grow a pineapple. I mean, you, good job, brain listener, no matter where you live, you can grow a pineapple at home. What? Yeah. So there's there's ways you can look up how to do this. You start with the crown. You put the crown in water. Roots will grow out of it. And then you can plant it in a certain decent soil with nutrients. And you just you can have it indoors. And yeah. you know you just have to wait. You just have to wait forever for a pineapple to show up. And then you get your one pineapple oh, that you grew. I would never but want to pick it. it. You've been living with it for so long. I know. Long. It's like it's a like, friend. It's like your pet. You have to, yeah. or it's going to go it. bad. Now, going back to the idea of don't get hit on the head but with a falling pineapple, there is actually a pretty rational reason why people might think pineapples grow on trees. Because in Hawaii and other places, there is a tree that is known as the fruit of the tree is known as the 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 hala in hawaiian h-a-l-a or the pandan fruit yeah the pandanus or the screw pine which is my favorite name for it okay (laughs) and this is known in some cultures as the false pineapple because it (laughs) the tree itself looks like a palm tree and then growing all over this tree are things that from the outside and especially if you're standing on the ground looking up the tree they look like pineapples. Pineapple size, you know, the sort of like segmented Big. outer bodies. Tourists who don't know any better look up, they see it like, oh, pineapple tree. And they walk away thinking that pineapples grow on trees. The fruit itself does not resemble the pineapple on the inside. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and, curious. and, and it, it's edible. It is edible. It doesn't taste that great. It tastes okay, but it's not like a delicious mm-hmm. treat like the pineapple is. In fact, in Australia, where they have these trees, uh, they call them stink nuts. <laughs> Whoa. Because from the screw pine, from the screw pine, <laughs> stink nuts from the screw pine. When these things, <laughs> when these things rot and they ferment and they fall off the tree and, and hit the ground, the smell is pretty bad, apparently. Oh. But yeah, the false uh, pineapple tree. False pineapple. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fool, fool's pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're currently recording this episode a day before the Super Bowl, yeah. the Grand American Football Tradition. And uh, by the time you're listening to this, it should be after the Super Bowl. So um, the game will be over. Um, and with the power of sound editing, we just want to congratulate the winning team. Seattle Seahawks. You guys did awesome. Yay. <laughs> we knew you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we are indeed uh, just about 24 hours away from kickoff. Uh, as you say, it's not not just the biggest sporting event in America. Cultural it's, event. It's uh, biggest cultural event. I mean, they call it, it's America's secular holiday. Let me start off here with a question for you guys. Without thinking too much, I want you guys to each go around, name a famous football player <laughs> from, from any okay. era. Can right. from any Okay. Joe Montana. Oh, uh, Joe Namath. You have to name it Joe now. Oh, I do? No. No. <laughs> no. Colin Kaepernick. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys uh, did what I was hoping you would do. Uh, you you all named quarterbacks. That's right. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. Okay. That's right. Oh. Okay. And okay. Uh, certainly the quarterbacks are, generally speaking, the biggest stars of the team. Well, I was actually a little worried because you did fantasy football this year, Karen, that, yeah, you would name uh, somebody else. But you didn't let me down. Yeah. You guys all named quarterbacks. I, I think you guys can handle this. What is the primary ability or primary 
primary skill to be a good quarterback. They throw the ball. They throw oh. the ball. I was going to say okay. photogenic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they throw the ball, and that's what you do. So, I mean, it's hard to think back to a time when that really was not a prerequisite skill for being a, a football player. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and in fact, you used to not be able to throw the ball. So let's let's go back here. Football football really kind of came into its own in the uh, late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, American football, I, again, I should specify, uh, was played between Rutgers and Princeton in 1869. And it, if you were to see the footage of this game, obviously it doesn't exist, it, it would not really resemble the football that we know today. It was kind of an amalgam of rules from rugby, right. some from soccer. There were no cheerleaders. <laughs> no cheerleaders. No Coca-Cola commercials. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, there were no helmets. There were no, <laughs> there were no pads. Right, you know, I right, mean, they yeah. say like the the most the highest level of protective gear might just be some some heavy woolen pants. Really, it wasn't until the 1880s that some of what we would consider some of the more modern rules changes sort of crept into the game and sort of standardized it and really moved even further away from rugby. And then Walt- <laughs> made, it, made it less of just like two indiscriminate groups of people punching each other yeah. in the face. Oh yeah, well, call it a sport. Yeah, I, I mean, like as as brutal or violent as a sport as you. You may think football is today. Mm-hmm. It it was just an order of magnitude more <laughs> violent and more brutal it's, than the old days. It's only like strengthens my belief that rugby and football are games made by drunk men who want to <laughs> fight each other. Like, I mean, rugby, there's like picking up people by the shorts. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just yeah. hang and the cops show up and they had to like invent a reason why they were just playing yeah. a game. We're just than, playing. Like, just, just engaging just playing. in a drunken brawl. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fight club. Uh, Walter Camp is considered by many to be sort of the father of modern American football. And uh, in the 1880s, he really was responsible for a lot of the major rules, like the snap, uh, the line of scrimmage, uh, the concept of downs. And, you know, I know you guys are not huge sports fans, but you have at least heard of these concepts I've as they relate to football. Sure. Right, downs. Like Madden. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let's travel back in time to 1905, alright? And 1905 was really a pivotal year uh, in the history of American football. It was a brutal brutal tough sport no no rules really governing personal fouls you know mm. you could uh, punch it was, you you literally could punch people in the face you literally could jump up and drop kick them with your feet <laughs> and and at most it was kind of like oh that's that's not a gentlemanly thing to do but there was nothing in right, the rules that right. specifically forbade you from like jumping combat like ground oh, hockey yeah. you know i mean we laugh a little bit about it now but it got to be a big concern in 1905 there were as many as 19 fatalities (laughs) related to people playing football and uh, so just to give you a little flavor as I say you know this was before the invention of the forward pass primary way of advancing the ball down the field was you would get it back behind your line you would form you'd get a running start and just as a team you would try and bowl through run Uh through burst through whatever you could do to just get over inches feet yards just hmm. bit by bit and it was bloody it was brutal yeah. it was tough uh here's an account uh from the minneapolis journal about uh one of these aforementioned fatalities from just 1905 just, there's just one just mm-hmm. one the numbers vary a bit but it was definitely uh, a significant amount of deaths oh. uh this is an account of uh john summergill who unfortunately died playing a game in pennsylvania summergill was first rendered unconscious by a blow in the stomach oh. he was resuscitated <laughs> and resumed playing. About 10 minutes later, he was accidentally kicked in the temple (gasps) and again lapsed into unconsciousness. Go home. 
He revived again, however, but instead of continuing play, he watched the game from the sidelines. After the game was over, Somergill was sent to the hospital where he died uh, yeah. from a hemorrhage. Yeah. Stories like this were unfortunately not uncommon. It was a it was then as it is now a game for tough macho guys. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you know, you got the wind knocked out of you. As soon as you're conscious again, get, get back in and play. By nineteen oh five, this has kind of reached the level of a national problem. All right. I mean, you can't have, you know, at our nation's premier universities and high schools, people dying from this increasingly popular sport. None other than President Theodore Roosevelt got involved. Who was a tough dude. Who was, yeah. yes, indeed. Hard-living. Uh, hard-living, tough guy. Yeah. He was a rough writer, yep, uh, and himself a, a Harvard alum. And he basically said... If if the fathers of the game cannot find a way to make the game safer, I will abolish it. He and, oh, and that wow. really was Whoa. the threat. He's like, if we can't figure this out, we can't have our nation's young men dying from this game. Right. I will just outlaw it. So he summoned, you know, leaders from predominantly the Eastern universities. They came to New York and they were charged with, all right, we got to make this game safer. Got to wow, find a way to make workshop. it work. They did. <laughs> they had a workshop. You know, and so some some of the changes that they made uh, were just as simple as shortening the game. And the most striking change, though, uh, was implementing legalizing the forward pass. Wow. Yes. So the Uh, forward pass... Was was a a, a presidential edict, yeah. basically. It, it came out of that, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. the actual man who suggested implementing it was you'll you'll probably recognize this name was a man named John Heisman. Ah, okay. uh, Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy, yes, oh, which okay. is still given out annually to. What col- is it for? It's for the most outstanding college football player. Yes. Okay. Mm. So it really took the uh, almost took the intervention of the president himself to set in motion the legalization of the forward pass, leading to our modern era of quarterbacks. One well, evolution <laughs> of the skill of the quarterback. That's right. You know? mm-hmm. That's right. From- the dude hiding with the ball now to the guy who's like, you <laughs> know, be able to throw statuesque it. and throwing. Yeah. Right. Wow. Mm. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, well, we got one last quiz segment. Uh, still on immortality. <laughs> immortality on the brain. The topic that will never die. Yeah. That's right. Oh. oh. That's right. So I have a quiz for you guys. Okay. And you guys can buzz in. All right. According to Greek mythology, who did Orpheus try to recover from the underworld? Oh, man. Chris? Persephone. Wait. No. She was also there too, though. Yeah, she was oh, there. She was there. She was not. She was not his. Um, I'll give you a hint. She was not oh, his, oh, his wife. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I got yeah. my myths mixed. <laughs> All right. Eurydice. Yes, okay. Eurydice, and he was un- unable to rescue her. Right. Do you remember why? Like, how, why does how does he botch this rescue attempt? Oh, he botches the rescue. He botches the rescue attempt because um, they tell him not to look back as right. he's rowing her away, and he right. can't help but look back. Yeah, to yeah. see if she's there. To see then, if she's there. And then she yeah. disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so close. they could have worked that out ahead yeah. of time. Just, just tap me on the shoulder, honey. Yeah. 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 I know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just yeah, there's so me, many so ways around there. that. What a bummer. <laughs> I know. It's a sad story. It really, really is. is. All right. The magnum opus, or, or the great work, in alchemy is the process of producing what? 
the magnum opus and alchemy. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, producing, gold? producing gold, right? Indirect. Before that, there's a thing that it's trying to produce. Oh. oh. middle stone. It is the like, Philosopher's Stone. Oh, the Philosopher's Stone. And you stone. use the Philosopher's Stone to create gold or right, silver. Right, oh, right. And you yes, also use the Philosopher's Stone for what? To live forever. Yes, to yes. create a, an elixir of life. Mm. Right. Uh-huh. And in, in America, it's called the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Potter, of course, yeah. Voldemort hides his soul in Horcruxes yes. so that he may live on for a long time, right? Mm. According to Slughorn, Professor Slughorn, <laughs> how was a Horcrux made? Karen. Uh, with a crime slash murder that is so horrible that it splits your soul apart. Almost word for word. <laughs> it, uh, rips the soul apart. Wow. You're so cl- I was like, rips man, is she reading splits. this? from? <laughs> and then after the murder, a spell's cast and it infuses part of the ripped soul into that object. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Cryonics is low temperature preservation of humans um, that cannot be sustained by contemporary medicine. Yes. In the hopes that eventually they'll be able to be resuscitated. Okay. As of 2013, how many people have been cryogenically preserved <sighs> oh. in the world? It's multiple choice. Okay. Is it 60 people, 130 people, or 270 people? This oh, must Chris. be expensive. I'll, I'll go with 60 people. I'll go on the high side. I'll take really? the 200, 270. Mm-hmm. I'll take the middle. It's 270. Whoa. Whoa. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of money. And it's a, it's a lot of faith, too, because, I mean, yeah. they, they admit, we're not sure that we're going to be able to undo this process. Right, right, right. Oh, right. Yeah. oh of thawing them? We might yeah. not be able to get ice crystals out of their brains. Yeah. Right. We don't know yet. Yeah. yeah. And then I was reading an article, and apparently it's mostly men. It's like three to one that men want to do this, and many of those men are non-religious white men who are also in um, software engineering. <laughs> like, they really believe in, in the There's idea of like, storing the data. And, yeah. and aren't yeah. there, I, I think, I mean, this was in the news not so a few years ago when Ted Williams, the baseball player, died. And aren't there like two levels of service? There's like the whole body or just the head? Oh, just the head. Right? Oh! right? Which is the cheaper route, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah, entry yeah. level. The entry so level So do they cryonics. have to decapitate? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought this is just like in shows and cartoons and I, stuff. I no. believe that's right. No, that's Sometimes where they take the brain came from. Oh, just preserving the brain? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So in Futurama, Fry, mm-hmm. the main character's whole body is accidentally frozen in a cryogen- cryogenic chair chamber yes um what year is he awoken karen three thousand no three thousand one no right. uh. it is 29.99 yeah. ah. <laughs> it was new year's eve it was new year's right, eve right, right. it was the day before three thousand uh, oh that's a good trick question i went the wrong direction yeah. i'm like oh it's one year off <laughs> <laughs> which spanish explorer uh is connected with the fountain of youth oh no chris ponce de leon ponce de leon yes. According to legends, where did he find it? California. No. What? Florida. Florida. Yes. Yeah. He was the first governor of what territory? U.S. territory. Oh. Puerto um, Rico. Yeah. Oh. He was the first governor of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. He is, did not find the founder. He, he did, found he did not. <laughs> he did not. He found... Uh, Somebody wrote about him much later and kind of associated him with this legend that people had already been talking right, about. Right, right, But right. he didn't really... Obviously, because he's dead. He didn't, yeah. you no, know, he he didn't find he, it. No, he got the Florida. He's like, this is way better than Spain. And yeah, he just yeah. wrote a little he's literally, like, found the fountain of youth, not coming back home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, found oranges. And yeah. was like, oh, sweet. This yep. is it. Yeah. Yep. When life gives you lemons, you make... That's you yeah. make orange juice. Uh, the elixir of life. All right. 
And then finally, this is the last question. This was the one that kind of kicked me off on the whole immortality or like living on after you die or not dying. What is the only necrocracy in the world? Rule by a dead person. Necrocracy? There is a necrocracy in this world where a dead person is is the ruler. Is the ruler. <sighs> yeah. Whoa. Wait, there is, is a pl- place, place where their president is a dead person. Huh. Huh. And it's not like the like the embalmed body of Lenin or <laughs> no. right, right. Hmm. President. Right. It is North Korea. Kim uh, Il Sung is the eternal president of, of the course, republic. Of course. He wow. they added a thing to their constitution. It says under the leadership of the Workers Party of Korea, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and the Korean people will hold the great leader comrade Kim Il Sung in high esteem as the eternal president of the republic. Huh. And they bestowed this on him 4 years after he died. He's been president for 18 years wow. or 19 years now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You thought unseating an incumbent in your district was hard. Yeah. <laughs> he will always be the president. They no longer have that office because he is the president of huh. North Korea. Hmm. There you go. And that is our experimental bring your own topic show. Big grab bag. We got jellyfish. Mm-hmm. We got football. We got pineapple. We mm-hmm. got the smile. And you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And thank you to our sponsor, Warby Parker. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.